depart from your lips lift up your voice lord have mercy on me have mercy upon my family have mercy upon my children have mercy upon my wife have mercy upon oh lord the ministry holy hill chapel tennessee lift up your voice somebody and pray for the mercy of the lord over our online members oh lord have mercy over my name have mercy over my image have mercy over my person lift up your voice somebody cry out for the mercy of the lord it is one prayer that you must never ever stop praying your mercy oh lord somebody lift up your voice and pray lord have mercy have mercy have mercy over my person over my name over my image over anything that i am connected to whether it is business career whatever lift up your voice and pray the mercies of the lord Thank you, Father.
our Father, in Jesus' blessed and mighty name, we have come once again to your service station that you service us. And we pray that you start us with your mercy in Jesus' name. And Lord, as you show us your mercy, because the Bible says that God who is rich in mercy, as you show us mercy, Lord, deliver unto us the grace for today that we may be able to fulfill life and destiny as you have programmed for us today. Let everybody be in alignment with your purposes and with your plans. Soaking ourselves and our families and everything in the blood of Jesus. That powerful blood that could only buy human beings. Nothing else could but the blood. That is the blood that we appeal to this morning. Prepare our hearts, O Lord, for your word. Let your word come with power and fire to heal our heart and to prepare us for the next level. Bible said that when they cried out to you, you sent them a word. This morning we have cried out, send us a word. And let, and let your word be, blessing, be a blessing unto us. In Jesus' blessed and mighty name, somebody shout me a believing amen. amen. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord Jesus. And you want to take your seat in heavenly places as we buy into the word of God momentarily. Praise the name of Jesus. How many of you believe in miracles? If you believe in miracles, let me see your hand up. Your miracle is coming this week. Amen. Do you believe it? I want you to believe it. Your miracle is coming this week. Yeah. You will see it. Hallelujah. We're on the prayer line. We're praying, praying, praying. And the Lord said, tell my people to pray this prayer. And if they pray that prayer before the close of the day, a miracle will happen. How many of you will remember? Yeah. I received a miracle. Hallelujah. All right. And I'll share with you very soon. Today, what are we talking about? We started talking about something on Wednesday. And I told you that it is important. We started talking about empowered by the spirit. How many of you remember? You see, I want you to really receive the word. You'll be blessed by it. Hallelujah. This is the most important section of the whole service. Every part is very important. But when the word is coming, Jesus told uh, Martha. He said, Martha, Martha, you are troubled with so many things. But one thing is, um, one thing is needful. And that was Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus hearing the word. So I want you to grab your pens and your books and I want you to put down something because I believe that the word that the Lord is bringing will be a blessing to you and I. So we started talking about the fact that in these end times, and we know we are in the end times, right? We read some scriptures. I'm not going to go into it because it is on the podcast. But one of the reasons why we are in the end times, and this one is very new, is because... We are in the season of the final Godhead upon the earth. The final Godhead upon the earth is the Holy Spirit. I'll be explaining it very soon. Okay, I believe it's going to be a beautiful short service. Now, um, uh, there, cannot be, there cannot be rest without finishing. You can't rest. except If you are working, you don't rest except you have finished. Praise the name of Jesus. If you tell me to rest right now, I can't rest. Why? Because I'm not done. You can't rest because you are not done. Now, when you read through the Bible, and I'll be giving you some scriptures. Now, God the Father finished his works, Genesis chapter 2. And then verse number 1 to 2. 
when God the Father finished the works of creation, Bible says that thus, look at that, thus the heavens and the earth were finished. By the way, I'm talking about the spirit behind the anointing. Okay? The spirit that anoints. The spirit that anoints. Because on Wednesday, we started talking about the anointing, which is the empowerment. So the empowerment by the spirit is the same as the anointing of the spirit. And I told you on Wednesday that without empowerment, we can't make it through these last days. The only way we can make it through these last days, what did Jesus say in, before we come to even Genesis chapter 2 verse 1? In Matthew chapter 10 verse 22, Jesus said that, he said, they that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved, right? And he, he, said, he, he said, and in the last days, and you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but he that shall endure unto the end shall be saved. And then we said that we cannot endure, do fear, we cannot endure except we are empowered. You understand? To endure means it's like a surgical issue and then as they are cutting the person, the person doesn't feel the pain. So the person endures the pain. How does the person endure the pain? Through the anesthesia and all those things there. So it's, it is not different from the same person being cut without any anesthesia. Is somebody understanding me? Now the difference is that the person has been empowered. So the person goes through without feeling it. Now the only way we can go through these end times is by the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. That is why Jesus was very emphatic. So I'm saying that now um, the, the, the person behind the anointing, of course, the Holy Spirit, I need to explain a few things before. Now, so Genesis chapter 2, and then look at verse number 1 and 2. In Genesis chapter 2, verse number 1 and 2, Bible said that thus the heavens and the earth were finished. Somebody said they were finished. Now, it, remember I've told you that there cannot be resting except you finish. So Bible says that, and all the host of them, and then what happened in verse number 2, Genesis 2, 2, and on the seventh day, God ended his work. Are you seeing it? So if God ended his work, why is he working now? And God ended his work on the seventh day, which he had made, and he did what? He rested on the seventh day. From what? All his work that he had what? Verse number two, verse number two. And he rested. Go back one more verse. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he has done. So God the Father is not working. He is resting. But why is God, why do we still read and God is working, God does not slumber, he doesn't sleep. But here we are told that God is resting. So Genesis chapter one verse one talks about Elohim. In the beginning God. And that word, the Hebrew word for, the, for God over there, Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. The Hebrew word for God over there is Elohim. It means gods. Gods. It's like one person but in different forms. Is somebody understanding me? So, it said in the beginning, God, Elohim, created the heaven and the earth. Now, so it means that there was, it was, it was somebody talking to himself in another dimension do you, do you get what i'm talking about so in the beginning god the father was talking to god the son and god the holy spirit saying that let us create man uh, sorry look at verse number two so god himself talking to his spirit and then his it, it's like you have you spoken to yourself before have you spoken to yourself before uh-huh all the time sometimes you go like Nikki, sometimes you go like, what did, it, what did the person say? Uh-huh, all the time you go like, 
Nikki, think, 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 think. Nikki, what must you do? Have you done something like that before? So when we talk about in the beginning, Nikki spoke to Nikki. You, are you getting it? Uh-huh, that is how it is. It's like you are talking to yourself. We got to do something. I've already given you the theology behind what happened in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, and Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. One day, maybe for the sake of new people, I'll do it again. But it is not Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, and Genesis chapter 2, verse 2. It's not just one verse jumping. No, it is a whole period of time. Because whatever God created was good. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, everything that God created, he created the heavens and the earth. Now, <laughs> listen very well. Now, how do I know that there is a distance between Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, and then Genesis chapter 1, verse 2? Now, everything that God made, Bible said it was good. And then, of course, there was a war in heaven. When you read Revelation chapter 12, from verse number 7 all the way to 12, it talks about what happened after Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Now, so there was war in heaven, and the Bible said that and Satan was cast onto the earth. Are you getting me? The Bible said that when he came... In verse number 12 of Revelation chapter 2, the Bible said that he was very angry. And so there was a statement, announcement in heaven. Therefore rejoice, ye heaven, and ye that dwell in them. I'm go- you, you remember this verse. He said, but woe unto the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath. Because he knoweth that he has but short time. So the devil was angry when he was cast onto the earth. From verse number 7, the Bible said that there was war in heaven. And the devil, the great serpent, verse 8 and 9, his place was no more found in heaven, but he was thrown onto the earth. So when he was cast onto the earth and he came, then that was what happened between verse 1 of Genesis chapter 1 and then verse number 2. He destroyed the things that God had already created. Praise the name of Jesus. So, you see that from Genesis chapter 1 verse 2, Bible says that, now look at that, I'm talking about the spirit, the spirit that anoints. You need, we need to understand why it is important to know about the Holy Spirit. So watch it. And the earth was without form. How can something that God had created in verse number 1 all of a sudden be without form? And Bible says that, and void, and darkness was upon the surface of the deep. So that the spirit of the Lord just move upon the face of the waters. Because the devil had destroyed. And so, look at from verse number 3. Now God started speaking. God said, let there be light. Please, understand that this light was not the sun or the moon or the light that gives light to the day. Okay? Because the sun was created on day number 4. Okay? The sun and the light were created in day number four. So what light was he talking about? He was talking about the light of revelation. It's like, let there be revelation. Okay? Whenever there is darkness, what you need is revelation. When you don't know your way out, what you need is revelation. What must I do? You begin to buy in prayer. You, 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 you are at a standstill. Like Jeremiah chapter 6 verse 16 talks about. You are at a standstill and you don't know what you need is revelation. You are, you, you, are, you are bombarded with issues. You want to start something new. What you need is revelation. You want to marry. What you need is revelation. It was by revelation that Jesus t- said unto Peter that upon this rock I'll build my church. He said, Peter, son of Bajona, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my spirit, but my father which is in heaven. And upon this rock, the rock was revelation. So God said, let there be light. 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 What must we do regarding this issue? Nikki, what must we do? So Elohim, God was speaking to himself. What must we do? And himself was his spirit and then his word. What must we do? And then he said, 
first of all, in order for us to do anything, let there be light. And then, Bible said that, and there was light, there was revelation. The moment there was revelation, now the Lord started making things right again. But remember, <laughs> everything the Lord made upon the earth, it had to follow a certain kind. Give me verse number 6. Uh, Genesis chapter 1 verse 6. And the Lord said, let the firmament be that. Okay, let the waters be divided. Verse 7. Look at verse 7. And it happened. Verse number 8. I want to show you something. Verse number 8. And God called the firmament heaven. Verse number 9. Now look at from verse 9. And God said, let the waters be guarded. So, you see, everything, God, watch it very, very well. After verse number 1, there were only three things that Bible used the word create. Apart from those three things, uh, two things, one of them was man. God said in verse 20, it says that let us create man. But before then, God was always saying, I want you to understand it very well. And God said, let there be this. Why was God just saying, let there be this? He was not creating. It means that some, it had been destroyed, but it had to be reformed. It's very deep and I need you to understand it. So it had to be reformed. And gather together unto now verse number 10. Look at verse number 10. And God called it, and it was so. Verse number 11. And God said, Let now watch it, watch it, watch it. Here is where the revelation starts. And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass and herb yielding seed, and the fruit yielding fruit after. Come on, help me, help me, help me, Esther. After now, after his kind means that there must be a template. If I said that give birth to your kind, it means that you are the main object and there must be something that will reflect you. When you look into the mirror, watch me and listen very well. When you look into the mirror, you see your kind. When we see you and we see your child, we see your kind. By the time we are saying that after his kind, it means that there is a template there, there is the original there and we want to mimic it. Now, in Matthew chapter 6, and then verse number 10. When the disciples went to Jesus to teach them how to pray. Look at what he said. He said, thy kingdom come. Thy will be, watch it. Thy will be done on earth as it is in. Are you seeing it? So it means that there was something in heaven that must be reflected on the earth. That is how Jesus taught them how to pray. Now, in First John chapter 4 and then verse number 17. He said, as he is in heaven... Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Now come back to the Genesis chapter 1 and then we were in verse number what? Verse number 11. Now look at it. And the Lord God said, let the grass bring forth herb yielding seed and the fruit yielding tree after his kind. That means there were some trees and not there were. There are trees in heaven. When the Lord said, let there be light and there was revelation. Now, the Lord was looking at it and doing the same thing on the earth. Is somebody understanding me? Uh, is somebody confused? Are you getting it? So, when the veil, when there was light and the veil was removed, the Lord will see it. He said, let the earth bring forth grass according to his kind let animals bring forth according to their kind according to which kind there is an original which is in heaven and it must be it must be replicated here 
So when God now finished making all, Bible said that he said, now let us make man after our kind. Is somebody following me now? <laughs> so when God created man, we were not just made out of nothing. We were made from an original template, which is God himself. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Oh my goodness. Father, help us to understand. And God said, now watch it. And God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. So everything that is upon the surface of the earth is reflection of what is in heaven. So including man. So we were created. Look at that. We were created in the image of God and in the likeness of God. We were, re- we, we were, we were made to reflect his kind. We were made in his kind. In his kindness. Praise the name of Jesus. So, you are not just an entity that was formed from nothing. Just like the earth was formed and everything in it to reflect what is in heaven. So were you and I formed and created to reflect God himself. Now, so when God made us, there are two things in verse number 26 that he gave us. Now, the first one is called his image. And then the second one, a couple of years ago, I think I preached a certain message and then I spoke a bit about that. Now, I want you to watch me very well. So, when God created man in his image and in his likeness, or when God created man in his, in his kind, there were two things that God gave us that made us look like him. The first one is called his image. Look at that. Keep this verse on the board for me for some time. And the Hebrew word for the image is Selem. T-S-E-L-E-M. I need you to write it because you understand it. Now, the word Selem, which is spelled T-S-E-L-E-M, means his nature. It means his, it means his kind. It's like his shade, his shadow, his reflection. Okay? You, uh, 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 if you see Jason, you will see me. Amen. Is that, is, that your, is that your father? You know, so yeah. His kind. His kind. Now, what kind is he talking about? Or what reflection is he talking about? What nature is he talking about? God has eyes. So we have eyes. You see? His physical attributes. God has ears. So you have ears. Remember, we were made after his kind. And there cannot be a kind except there is an original. Please, is somebody understanding me? Now, so you are, you can move, you can think, you can reason because God can move, God can think. You have your willpower. So it means that God has a willpower because he made us in his image. So the image, which is Salem, is the nature. It is how God is able to reason and take decisions. By which reason you are also able to reason and take decisions. And the second one, which is very, very important, is his likeness. And the Hebrew word for his likeness is demuth. Demuth. But it is spelled D-E-M-U-T-H. Demuth. Now, what is demuth? Demuth means resemblance. It means similitude. Okay? And Charles, similitude means that your operational ability. Are, are you getting on with me? So he gave him his image, which is his nature, that makes us living beings. And then he gave him his likeness, 
which is demuth, which is his operational ability. But his operational ability is sponsored by Elohim Ruach. That is the spirit of God. Is somebody understanding me? You see? <laughs> now, his word. God, his word. And God, Abba Father, created us. Okay? But we are sponsored by his spirit. So, when man sinned in Genesis chapter 2 verse 17, God told man, he said, the day you eat this fruit, you will die. Now, when man sinned, what happened was that man lost connection with Elohim Ruach. The spirit that sponsors man. Man did not lose the image of God. When man sinned, when sin came into the world, man did not lose the image of God. That is why physically, man was still walking around. Physically, man was still breathing. Physically, man was still thinking. In fact, it was even when man fell, that man realized that I have to cover myself. So man, when Bible said that, the day, look at that. Genesis chapter 2 verse 17. If I say it and you can project it, I will really appreciate it. Now, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat it. For in the day that you eat it, you shall surely die. But Bible said that when they ate it, their eyes were open. So what death was he talking about? He was talking about, because like I told you some time ago, man was not created to be without spiritual interaction. So when God created us, we were being sponsored. His likeness was being sponsored by his spirit. Job chapter 33 verse 4. Oh my goodness Lord, I pray that we will understand it. Look at Job 33 verse number 4. In Job 33 verse 4, he said, The spirit of God has made me. Look at that. And the breath of the almighty has given me life. So our makeup and everything is by the sponsorship of the spirit. So when man fell, what happened was that now the sponsorship is like the tube. It's like a, a woman who is pregnant. Now, as long as the baby is in the womb, the baby is being sponsored by the mother. The moment the baby is born, you are on your own. If you like, don't breathe. If you like, don't eat. Are you getting me? So, the day man died, it was like we were birthed out of the spirit. Now, man was on his own. Man was not being sponsored by Ruach, Elohim Ruach, which is the spirit of God any longer. And so, there was the need for, and now, there was a distance, there was a vacuum. So, the word sin is a condition. It is a vacuum. A separation from God. Okay. Now, so now there was a restoration process that must take place. And that is why Jesus came. So the purpose of Jesus, the word coming. When you read the book of Psalm 107 verse 19 and then verse number 20. He said when they were in distress. When they had fallen off. When they were so far away. When they were on their own. And then they didn't know what to do. And they called unto him. Bible said that he sent his word. So the, look at the reason why Jesus came. Verse number 20. So he came, look at that, and he sent his word, and his word healed them. It means that it break the gap and delivered them from their destruction. So the purpose of Jesus coming was to bring that healing of that, you know, um, separation. But you can be connected to the Lord without still being sponsored by the spirit of the Lord. And that is why Jesus said that there are many things that I have to tell you. 
he also said that greater works can you will you do than what I do but then it will only take the sponsorship of the spirit so Jesus told them don't start anything until the spirit comes for when the spirit comes he shall empower you praise the name of Jesus so now write these three things down three things that I wrote over here very powerfully now number one God the father creates with God the word that is number one God the father creates with God the word number two God the son which is the word restores he restores out us out of distress and reconciles us to the father that is one of his duties God the son which is the word s-o-n which is the word okay he he what he does is that he restores us out of distress and reconciles us back to the father so in second corinthians chapter 5 and then verse number 17 to 19 he says that we have received look at that therefore if any man be in christ he is a new creation he's a new creature the old things have gone behold all things have made new verse 18 says that and all things are of god who has reconciled us to himself by jesus christ are you seeing that now so jesus he restores us out of darkness and then which is called repentance and reconciles us to the father then the second thing that he does is that he baptizes us with the holy spirit matthew chapter 3 verse 11 to 12 look at matthew 3 and then verse 11 and then 12 so in matthew 3 11 to 12 i indeed baptize this is john speaking i indeed baptize you with water unto repentance but he that cometh after me is mightier than i whose shoes i'm not worthy to bear he shall baptize you with the holy ghost and with what fire do you see that the scripture is on the board so god the father creates with god the word and then number two god the son which is the word restores us out of darkness and reconciles us to the father and then he also goes ahead to baptize us with the holy spirit why does he baptize us with the holy spirit because we were created to be sponsored by the holy spirit so he baptizes us with the holy spirit and now when the holy spirit comes what does he do he empowers us into the likeness into the likeness into the demuth the likeness the resemblance of god now can you put that picture on the board for me the picture i told you about so you see when you are not when you are not in the likeness of god okay this is how life is going to be now you forget about the title and then just watch the picture when you are sponsored by the spirit this is how life is now the sponsorship of the spirit the likeness of the spirit which is the operational abilities of god is what makes us dominate you know god said that let us create man that they might have dominion and authority it is the likeness of god that so the things that are supposed to dominate us if you are not sponsored by the spirit the things that are the thing that you are supposed to dominate the issues of life that you are supposed to be above rather you be inside it but when you are being sponsored by the holy spirit now what happens is that you are now on top because this is actually the original this is actually the original mindset 
of God creating us so that we will have dominion over life, over the issues of life. But when we were cut off now, instead of we dominating the things of life, the things of life were dominating man. Man was not created for sickness to dominate us. It can come. But it, in fact, before man fell, sickness was not even realized, even though it was there. Because Satan was there. But because of the sponsorship of the Holy Spirit, such things were not even happening. Praise the name of Jesus. So, when God created and Jesus restored, he baptized us with the Spirit. So, by the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we are empowered to be in the likeness of God. So that as he is, we shall be so on this earth. Is somebody understanding me? So, the Holy Spirit the empowerment of the Holy Spirit is to bring us to a place of power. It, in fact, it is to bring us to a place of perfection. You can write it like that. And I will explain to you now. As I speak with you now, God the Father is not on the earth. God the Son is not on the earth. Because both of them have finished their works. God the Father finished his works in Genesis chapter 1 verse, sorry, Genesis chapter 2 verse 1 and 2. Do you remember? When Bible says that the earth and everything in it was finished and God rested on the seventh day. Now, when did Jesus finish his works? In the book of Matthew, sorry, in the book of John. In the book of John, when Jesus lifted up his voice and then he said, it is finished. The moment in John 19 verse 30, when Jesus said, it is finished, the next statement we read in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 22, sorry, Hebrews chapter 10 verse 12, is that he is seated at the right hand of God. Dr. Boach, are you with me? Look at that. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. So God finished his work. He's sitting on the throne. Jesus also finished the reconciliation process. And he said, it is finished. And Bible said that he was elevated to heaven and seated at the right hand of God. And then he told us something. He said, it is better for me to go. It is good for you. Because if I go not, the spirit will not come to you. But when the spirit comes to you, he shall teach you all things. Now, please listen to me very well. So, the God portion that is with the believers upon the earth is the Holy Spirit. You see? And it is so painful that Many people don't understand even the Holy Spirit upon the earth. So they are not able to get the likeness of God. That is why many believers are still being dominated by the issues of life. And they are not able to do mighty works. Because mighty works is a product of sponsorship by the Spirit of God. And listen, until you understand and you know him, you may relegate him to the background and he will be there. So you will be a believer alright. You have been connected to God. No problem about that. In fact, God has made you, Jesus has connected you, but the oppression of God, which you are supposed to manifest and demonstrate, is lacking because we don't understand the person of the Holy Spirit. So until you come to understanding of the person of the Holy Spirit, the person behind the anointing, you may never be able to enjoy. So the greatest thing, when Paul was ending his, his letter in the book of Second. Uh, Corinthians, I believe, 
second corinthians chapter 13 and then um verse number 14 let's look at that second corinthians he said that the grace look at what he said he said jesus delivers the grace love comes from god but he said with the holy spirit let there be communion let there be fellowship let there be fellowship because without understanding the fellowship of the spirit you will not be able to enjoy the fullness and the sponsorship of the spirit which makes you actually in the likeness in the demuth of god which makes you operate like god which makes you think like god you may be thinking but you may be sub thinking you may be operating, but you, you may be sub-operating. But when you come to the place of understanding the fellowship, who the person of the spirit is, who the man or the man behind the anointing is, ladies and gentlemen, you begin to be empowered to become perfect. The Holy Spirit is the God portion upon the earth. And please listen to me. He will not finish his work until the church is raptured. The day he will say, I am finished. That will be the day the church is no more here. Or the day a believer goes to be with the Lord. When an individual child of God goes to be with the Lord, the Holy Spirit has finished his works in that person's life. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So God has finished, God the Father, Abba Father Elohim, has finished his work. Elohim, Abba Father has finished his work. Elohim the Word has also finished his works. He said, it is finished and then he ascended to rest but the holy spirit so i was trying to tell you that who is this god that is still working you know how many of you know that god is still working yeah so which god is still working when abba father is resting he said that he finishes his and he's resting and abba son has also said that it is done it is finished and he has ascended to heaven it is the third portion of god which is the spirit of god so we need to understand him Listen, number one. So write these three things down. Now, today I'm talking from the definition or the interpretation of the spirit in his operation. I mean, in his duty. So I'll give you just three points. In his duty. The most important person of God to know and to fellowship with is the Holy Spirit. He's the most important person that you must know amongst the Godhead. Because he's the one with you. Now, so, by his duty, who is the Holy Spirit? Now, write these three things and then we are done for today. Number one, he is the Lord himself. Sometimes people think that the Holy Spirit is, um, you know, he is, he is, he is maybe some wind or he's something, something, something. No, he is God himself. He is God himself. Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 17. Look at 2 Corinthians 3 and verse number 17. He said, Now, the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Do you see that? So, he is the Lord himself. He is God himself. But upon the face of the earth. And he is here, ladies and gentlemen, he is upon the face of the earth to be with the believer and in the believer. Talk to the Holy Spirit. So, we talk to God in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. Did you get it? We talk to God with the signature name of Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. He is the one with us here. 
He is the Lord himself. He is not a wind. He may operate and then part of his operation may be like the wind. But he is God himself. John chapter six, John chapter 14 and the verse number 16 to 18. You see, he said, look at what he said. He said, I will pray the father and he shall give you another comforter just like me. That he may abide with you forever. Verse 17. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it doesn't see him, neither knoweth him, but you know him. For he will dwell with you and he shall be in you. So it is important for us to understand that the God person here with us is the spirit of God. And he is God. The Holy Spirit is God. When you relate with him and you understand him as God, by his duty as God, ladies and gentlemen, he brings you comfort. Look at what Jesus said. He said, I will not leave you comfortless. So a believer that is comfortless is a believer who doesn't understand relationship with the Holy Spirit. Please watch it. It's on the board. He said, I will not leave you comfortless. There are many times people cry when they should talk to the Holy Spirit. And look at what it, Bible said that he's in you and he is with you. So it means that he is more, he is more with you than even the dress you are wearing. He is in you and he is with you. And he said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Give me the next verse. Verse number 19. He said, yet a little while the world see me no more. But you see me because I live and you shall also live. So the Holy Spirit is with us by his duty. Defining him by his duty. He is the Lord himself. He is the Lord himself. One day Jesus said to the disciples, he said, in Matthew chapter 28 and then verse number 20, he said, I will be with you always. Now when he said, I will be with you always, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always. When Jesus said, I will be with you always, he was talking about number one. He said that my name will be with you always. Not his person. Number two, my word will be with you always. And number three, my spirit will be with you always. Praise the name of Jesus. So I will be with you always. Means that the Holy Spirit is continually with us until the day we exit the earth or until the day the rapture happens. Listen, until the rapture happens, the Holy Spirit will continue to be upon the surface of the earth. He is not going. He is not living because he is the God part that is responsible for the earth at this time. He's the only working part of God upon the surface of the earth. The Holy Spirit. We operate by the power of the Holy Spirit. No wonder Jesus... Now remember when Jesus was with them. Listen very well. When Jesus was with them, they were operating by the presence of Jesus. So he will send them two by two. And the Bible said that they will return. And then when they come, then they will say that, Master, in your name, we did amazing things. Then you tell them, don't be happy that um, spirits listen to you. But be happy that your name is written. And then he was about to leave. And he said that, listen, if I go, you are going to do greater things. But he said, wait until the spirit comes down upon you. Is that what you're understanding me? So in the New Testament church, in the last days, in the end times, remember I started telling you from the beginning that the reason why we are in the end times is because we are in the time or we are in the dispensation of the third, the third part of God, which is his spirit upon the earth. When the spirit is taken, the church is raptured, then it means that the earth is taken off. <laughs> Listen, 
The only reason why the earth is still surviving, irrespective of the many atrocities and mistakes and errors and sins, is because of the presence of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is not here because of the earth. The Holy Spirit is here because of you and I. So if we don't take advantage of him and know him so that he can work through us, we will just be believers, all right. We will be virgins, but we may never be the wise virgins. What made the wise virgins was because they took extra oil. They understood the revelation and the workings and the person of the Holy Spirit. I pray that today, God will open your eyes to understand the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, so when we say that he's the Lord himself, it means that, number one, it means that he generates comfort in the lives of the believer. He, gener- he generates comfort in the life of the believer. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and then verse number 3 to 5. He, he, this is the prayer of Paul. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 3 to 5. He said, blessed be God, even the, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of mercies and the God of all comfort. Which God of all comfort was he talking about? The Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit is with the believer and in the believer, he becomes our shock absorbers. If you are driving a car and the shock absorbers or the suspension is bad, by the time you arrive at your destination, your waste is already gone. Hallelujah. But if the suspension and then the, the, the shock absorbers are very good, you drive without feeling anything. The presence of the holy spirit in your life and in my life is to make us comfortable he said blessed be god the father of our lord jesus christ the father of mercies and the god of all comfort may the lord bring you comfort in jesus name in your finances the lord bring you comfort oh i can't hear believing amen in your health the lord bring you comfort in your academics the lord bring you comfort in your marriage the lord bring you comfort in your career the lord bring you comfort He is the God of all comfort. Somebody say all comfort. Look at that. And the God of all comfort. What will he do? Verse number 4. Look at verse number 4 to 5. Who comforts us in all our tribulations. That we may also be able to comfort them. You know. And by the comfort wherewith we have received. So God comforts us. But he comforts us by his spirit. So understanding who the person of the spirit is opens the door for all comfort listen after today you enjoy comfort every area that you need it let it happen in jesus name john chapter 16 verse 6 to 8 john 16 and then verse number 6 all the way to verse number 8 you see he said but because now let's start from verse number 5 let's start from verse number 5 now but now i go my way to him that sent me and none of you is asking me where i am going because you know it but verse number six now listen very well but because i have told you these things you are sorrowful now the disciples were very sorrowful when jesus said i have to go now the reason why they was they were sorrowful was because when jesus came now he called them they were following him now they had left everything of this they were following him they had left their career they were following him and then all of a sudden, he came after three and a half years. He said, I'm going. They said, where are you going? Who is going to multiply bread for us? Who is going to fight these people for us? We have left all. One day Peter asked me, he said, Master, we have left all and we have followed you. What is going to be our future? And now, that is why Peter was always angry when Jesus spoke about death. 
One day he called Jesus to the side. He said, stop saying all these things about you are going to die, you are going to die. When Peter, one day Jesus said, tomorrow they are going to get me and I'm going to die. He said, I will die with you. Before they kill you, they have to kill me. Because now, and, and Pete, listen, Peter was speaking from the point of view that Jesus, you are my supplier. You are my everything now. If you die, I don't have life. So before you die, let me die first. Somebody understanding me? So, but, but then he said, don't be sorrowful. Don't let sorrow fill your heart. Now look at verse number seven. He said, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. Hey, this same Peter that was afraid before Jesus would go. Now, when Bible said that Jesus left, now they had everything in common. The man was afraid that he might never get bread. But Bible says in Acts chapter 5 that they had everything in common and no one lacked anything. Because Jesus said here that it is expedient that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come. Somebody say he's my comforter. Oh, am I in Holy Hill Chapel? Then say, the Holy Spirit is my comforter. And he will comfort me. In all situations, if there is an area that you need comfort, lift up your voice and pray in the next 30 seconds. The Holy Spirit, comfort me in this area. Comfort me in this area. Comfort means comfort. It means peace. It means serenity. It means advancement. It means all around rest. Holy Spirit, comfort us. He said it is expedient that I go. If I do not go away, the comforter will not come unto you. But look at that. Watch me and watch it. He said, but if I depart, okay, because I have finished my work. Because remember, I told you that God the Son was responsible for our reconciliation. But he is not responsible for our empowerment. He will, he will baptize us with the Holy Spirit who will empower us. So Jesus was saying that if I am here, you operate by the measure of anointing that I carry. The disciples were operating in the shadow of the anointing of Jesus. And, and he said to them that you cannot just keep operating in the shadow of the anointing that I carry. If I go away, then he will come and he will give you the full measure of the anointing so that greater works you can do. So watch it. He said, it is expedient that I go. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And what will happen? When he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and all that. Say, Holy Spirit, I desire your presence and your fellowship more than anything. Listen, I want you every morning when you wake up or anytime you are taking a decision, talk to him. Okay? You may not see him, but talk to him. He will answer back. The thing about the Holy Spirit is that if you don't engage him, he'll be there, but he'll be quiet. Engage him. Talk to him. Even, can I be very frank with you? Even the dress you choose to wear, talk to him about it. I tell you, there is nothing about the believer that is insignificant to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Everything. Everything. He is in you and he is with you. Number two. Number two, what is his duty? By defining him, what is his duty? And I'll be ending on this. Now, what is his duty? Number two, he is the father of all spirits. The Holy Spirit is the father. By duty, he is the father of all spirits. What does it mean? In Hebrews chapter 12 and verse number 9 to 11. 
Hebrews chapter 12 verse 9 to 11. Let's quickly read it. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much further or rather be in subjection unto the father of spirit? So there is a father of spirit. The father of spirit is responsible for the operations of all spirits, including Satan. That is why, brothers and sisters, when the Holy Spirit is taken away, when the Holy Spirit finishes his work, and when is he going to finish his work? When the church is raptured. So, as, listen, as long as the church is upon the earth and the Holy Spirit is here, there are certain dimensions of evil the enemy cannot do. No, it doesn't matter how much he tries. But when the church is lifted... And the Holy Ghost is, is taken away. Bible said that there shall be such wickedness that has never been before the creation of the earth. Nor shall it be. Why? Because the father of spirits has been lifted. For now, he has not finished his works. Listen, I want you to understand this fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And I think probably next Sunday also, I'm going to talk about fellowship with the Spirit. How to, how to, how to have koinona. How to have communion. How to mix up with him. In fact, that word koinona is like sexual intercourse. That is how the meaning is. It's like becoming one, interlocked. Spirit, body, everything. Becoming one. Fellowship with the spirit. When you understand the fellowship with the spirit. He is the father of all spirit. He is the father of all spirit. It means that by him upon the earth, Satan can operate. But there there are limits. He can operate. Nobody is saying that he cannot operate, but there are limits. When the father of all spirits set the boundary, he said that this, you cannot operate here, you can't go there. That is it. Ladies and gentlemen, by the ministration of the father of spirit, let every transgression be broken. Now, the word transgress means that you have gone beyond your boundary. Do you know that Satan has transgressed a lot in the lives of many believers? It means that he has taken more than he should take. Yeah. There are many believers that Satan has taken more than they sh- he should take. Why? Because of ignorance. Bible says that lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge. Today, say father of spirits, invade my privacy. Any transgression by any other spirit, let there be correction. Come, come on, pray for 30 seconds. Hallelujah. Let there be corrections in the mighty name of Jesus. So now, I wrap up by saying this. Listen. That means, when we say that he's the father of all spirits, by his operations upon, I mean by his duties, it means that his presence upon the earth makes the enemy limited in his operations. Yeah. So, when you... (laughs) You appear in your family and you have this koinona with the spirit and you appear in your family. Anybody else with any other spirit must vamos. They must check out. But why is it that sometimes believers appear at a place and then they say that, hey, there is a, a, a witch here and then believers are rather running away. Because we don't have fellowship with the spirit. Anybody that has fellowship with the spirit cannot be afraid. No. Listen, one evidence of the fact that you have koinona, this one is for free before you go home. One evidence of the fact that you have koinona with the spirit is that you are not afraid. If there is fear in your life, 
you don't have the full koinona of the spirit. Nobody. Ah, these apostles, one day they wanted to they wanted to crucify Peter. They said, We want to crucify. He said, Listen, listen to me. Don't just crucify me with my hands up. I don't want to die like the way my master died. Crucify me with my head down. There was nothing that they did to them that could scare them. If any little thing, then you are shaking, bra 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 bra. You don't have fellowship with the spirit yet. You are born again. Remember, I told you, Jesus' work was to get us reconciled and to baptize us with the spirit. The spirit's work is to empower and energize us. So when somebody takes, um, there, there are things that when people take, it stirs them up. Somebody can take energy drink and then it boosts the person up. Okay? You, uh, the sports people, they, they take what? Dope, right? Or what is it? Whatever it is. And then they can, they become, uh-huh. When the Holy Ghost comes, that is what he does. When he comes, eh, he makes you operate beyond you. And one of the evidence that you are operating beyond you is that you don't walk in fear. You don't walk in fear. Because he's the father of all spirits. Can you imagine the father of all spirits with you in the presence of witches and wizards? In the presence of necromancers? People who do astral projection? No way! One day we went for evangelism in a certain village. I'll never stop sharing this testimony. Pastor Adams, when we got there, they said, hey, there is a fetish priest here. Very powerful. Because of him, nobody comes to do evangelism here. And we said, we would love to go and then pay homage to him. We want to go and salute him for being a spiritual lord over the land. <laughs> so we want to go. They said, no, 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 no. We said, we want to go. You know, we had just come from college, very youthful, exuberant and all that. So that night, we prayed, we prayed throughout in, in tongues. We prayed in tongues. And then in the morning, they said, the man has gone to um, the forest. He will come back in the afternoon. We said, we will go. So around 11 to 12 thereabout, we started going. As we were going, a couple of us, we were just praying tongues. Before we will enter into the, the, the compound, we saw somebody jump over the wall. Ah! So we, we didn't know anything. And then we entered. So when we went, we knocked. Nobody came. We knocked. Nobody came. So we entered into the fetish house. The man had run away. He jumped over the wall. I tell you. I tell you. Listen. When you have the father of all spirits, one of his operations, the Holy Spirit, he's the father. Look at that. He's the father of all spirit. And guess what? Guess what? He is with you. Okay, that is not enough. He is also in you. So when you appear at a place, don't not be afraid. Listen. What? You, you know, and when I'm teaching you fellowship with the spirit, I'll tell you some of the things you don't have to do. One of them is to grieve the spirit. One of the things that grieve the spirit is when you walk in fear. It is like, it is like, Benji, Benji, come. Benjamin, come, come. It is like me walking with Benjamin. Look, and I am coming and, and I am bringing him and then he's saying that, oh, Papa, I'm afraid. I, I said, follow me. And then he's saying that, I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm afraid of Miss Josephine. I said, follow me. And then, do you, are, you, are you getting what I'm talking about? How would you feel? I said, follow me. He said, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of Miss Josephine. I said, follow me, young boy. And then he said, I'm afraid. I, I will feel something. I may feel depressed. You're afraid. Okay, go, 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 go. Are you seeing it? So that is how sometimes the Holy Spirit operates with us. When you walk in fear, at a certain point, he leaves you. He said, the father of spirit, I am in you. 
and I am with you. And I said, let's go through this. Do this. Take this step. Go here. You are afraid. Afraid of what? Don't you know that I am the father of all spirit? Somebody said, the father of spirit is with me. And I shall not be afraid. My last scripture for you. Isaiah 59 verse 19. Beautiful scripture. And I am that. promise you in Jesus name. Isaiah 59 verse 19. He said, <laughs> can we all read this together? He said, so shall they fear the name of the Lord. When the spirit is with you, the, the world will fear the name of the Lord. From the west and his glory, let's, let's keep on going, and his glory from the rising of the sun. And then look at what will happen when the father of all spirit is with you. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, what will the father of all spirits who is with you and in you do? He shall. So it's like the enemy is coming. The Lord says, stop. Somebody lift up your hand and say, stop. For I am with the father of all spirits. Come on, lift up your voice and begin to pray. The father of all spirits. The father of all spirits. He's a by operations, he is the Lord Himself, the third part of God upon the surface of the earth. And by operations again, he is the father of all spirits. I'm talking about the spirit that anoints. He is the father of all spirits. When he is with you, things don't happen to you, you happen to things. And the Holy Spirit, the Father of Spirit, is with you. Things don't happen to you. You happen to things. Things don't change you. You change situations and circumstances. Oh, Holy Spirit of the Lord. We love your presence. We love your presence. Lift up your voice and pray and say, Holy Spirit, I want to fellowship with you. I want to understand you. I want to know you. Reveal yourself unto me. Lord, we give you praise. Father, we give you glory. Father, we give you honor. We thank you, Holy Spirit of the Lord. Thank you for being with us and being in us. From henceforth, we will fellowship with you. We will talk with you. We will love on you. In the name of Jesus. I want to pray. Now remember, when Jesus was on the earth, he was always with the disciples. That is why they were not afraid. Please understand that the Holy Spirit is always with you. You sit in the aircraft, he is with you. You are in the restroom, he is with you. You are in that dark corner, he is with you. You are in that pain, he is with you. All you need to do is to call him and draw his attention and he will show up holy spirit of the lord we thank you for your fellowship we thank you for your person in our lives thank you that you are working in our lives and upon the earth we ask that you forgive us for any time we grieved you or any time we offended you or any time we quenched you and lord we say that from today our fellowship with you will be intact and it will be solid in Jesus mighty name. Amen. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord Jesus. First service, God bless you for coming and staying through. 
I want you to lift an offering unto the Lord. We have our giving porter on the line. God bless you for trusting Holy Hill Chapel, Tennessee, with your seed, with your tithe, with your offerings, with your special givings, that the name of the Lord through his ministry will be spread abroad as we pursue securing a property. And so I want you to lift up a powerful seed unto the Lord. Bible says that the seed shall be prosperous, the vine shall give a fruit. The Bible says that the ground shall give her increase. The heavens shall give their due. And the Lord said, as a result of our seed, he will cause all the remnant to possess all these blessings. Father, perfect that which you have said concerning our seeds. In Jesus' mighty name. Please drop it. Very powerful. My spiritual father said, and then uh, Jada said it. He said, money does not go to people who want it. It goes to people who sow it. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is so powerful. Father, we thank you as we sow. Release the heavens open and let your blessings be upon us, be upon our finances, upon our health in Jesus' name. This week on the prayer line, it's going to be very prophetic. And the Friday to this week, which is going to be a night of supernatural encounter, it's going to be an, it's going to be an encounter with the anointing of God. Yeah, it's going to be very powerful. I don't want you to take yourself out of it. It's going to be a night of supernatural manifestations and power of God and all that. Hallelujah. It's going to be powerful. And I want you to come and come with a friend, come with a loved one, come with a family member, come even with your landlord. He will not take rent again. Hallelujah. <laughs> one day I went somewhere and then I went to do something. Even this week, I met that man with you. Now, I was doing something, and then the Lord gave me one, two words. I gave it to him. The man looked at me. He said, I said, what is my bill? He said, come next week. When I came the following week, he said, the Lord said, what you are going to do? Upon, he's going to do with you upon, the, upon this land. The least I can do is to start sowing into it. So, he was supposed to charge me about 3500 he said, you won't pay a cent. My wife knows the story. Yeah. Was I not sharing it with you? Didn't we meet him this week? Yeah. Not a cent. The power of God. It will make way for you <laughs> this week. So please come. Come with them. Come with your landlord. And they will forgive you your bills. Let's share. Do you have the communion for those that are living after first? Father, we bless the bread. We bless the drink. We don't take it lightly or for granted. It is our medium of exchange from the life of the world. We bless the bread, we break it, we receive it as the body. We bless the cup, we receive it as the blood. In Jesus' blessed and mighty name, amen. Please take the communion. Those of you that are leaving after first service, and those of you that are here, we will take the communion after second service. The Lord bless you. Shall we be on our feet? Is today your first time here? I want to shake hands with you. You came for first service, and today is your first time. Can I see your hand up? Today is your first time. Today is your first Okay. Shall we be on our feet? The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord empower you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and give you his peace and his countenance. Jesus' name. Let's share the grace of God together. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us now and forevermore. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we shall dwell in the house of the lord forever ever amen god bless you 
with long life, full of prosperity and sound health, shall you satisfy me and my household all the days of our lives. Amen.